Welcome to Financial Flight Academy with John Schutz and Brent Connolly from Soar Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we inspire families and business owners to build a foundation for their financial future. We do this by listening and building trust with our clients. Join us for this journey where we explore ways to protect your nest and live out your dreams as John and Brent draw from years of experience and guest experts to help you take that leap of faith. Welcome to Financial Flight Academy. I'm John Schutz, along with my co-host, Brent Connolly. John, how are you doing today? Brent, you got to stop asking me that question because I'm always great. My man, <laughs> we are the founding partners of Soar Wealth Strategy. And like always on this show, we want to introduce you to people that who inspire us, people that have taken the leap of faith and people that have bet on themselves to create their own success. Yes. And in lieu of that, we've got, no, I'm kidding. Our guest is a familiar face. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Here it is. She's ready. Uh, to folks in Omaha, she is a familiar face. She's a homegrown, a former news anchor at KETV who chose family over showbiz. Oh. I know, I know. Brandy Peterson-Paul, welcome to Financial Flight Academy. Thanks, guys. It's an honor. Brandy left television to become the director of communications for the Westside Community School District. A shout out to the Westside Warriors. Yes. I am an alumni. Alum. I, I hear amazing people come out of there. Case in point. Yeah. Here well, we yeah. I, hopefully they're teaching them that alumni is plural now and not uh, that I'm, he's not an alumni. I am part of that. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, so... Uh, viewers uh they got to see the result of a tv personality showing up on their screen every night but it's not that easy right you just didn't show up one day that oh, being the no. evening news anchor brandy it's really uh, because i watched it unfold this is a lesson in, no 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 you're it's coming <laughs> later but don't worry but no this is this is a story really of someone who worked their tail off to earn their opportunities and so truly we are excited and honored to have you here. Thank you. That doesn't, is... mean, doesn't mean we won't make sport of you later, but that's all right. That's what I'm here for. I will try to keep him under control, Thank Brandy. You. Thank you. Let's get into it, Brent. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. Let's do it. So, Brandy. Talk to Brandy. <laughs> How long were you at Channel 7? Total 15 years. Uh, on air was about 13 years. But like John said, before that, I started as an intern uh, in news. And then I wanted to learn under the wise Jedi that is John Schutz. And so I know I had a sports internship. He uh, sent me to the weekend, so he never had to look at me. But <laughs> I was there, went back to a news internship and got very, very lucky. One of our reporters went on maternity leave and I approached our news director, Roseanne Shannon, and said, hey, you have anybody filling in for her while she's gone? Because here's someone cheap and able and really willing to learn what's going to happen. And was very lucky that she took a chance on me and that ended up turning into a full-time position before I graduated from college. So I was very, very lucky. It, it so much speaks to the, just the idea of, hey, if you want something, you sometimes you got to ask yep, for it, absolutely. which took me actually a long time to learn uh, when I was in television because uh, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. But, uh, but yeah, just creating those opportunities for yourself. So, but let's back up a little bit. And you went to college at? I went to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. I've heard of it. And uh, 
Did you go in there knowing that you wanted to go into television news, Brandy? Or I was did there... not. When I was in high school, I loved speech. Uh, proud, don't want to brag, but I will. Two-time NSAA state speech champion. Whoa. My husband whoa, gets a whoa. little jealous. Oh, my goodness. My kids are all like asking him about, did he win any state championships? And I'm all, your mom did. You know who did? Your mom. That's right. <laughs> wow. In speech and mock trial. You want to see my letter jacket, my you know, gold medals? That's funny because yeah. I do the same thing to my wife, who is in, in the Nebraska High School Sports Hall of Fame. But I say, I always tell the kids, yeah, your dad, he was the best actor at State One Act. That's right. They don't seem that impressed, frankly. <laughs> there were literal crickets when I said it yeah, to my children. I know. Yeah. Me too. I so understand. I knew I loved being on stage and being a bigger than life personality. But my first major in school was musical theater, thinking that that was going to be the avenue I pursued. And I found out very quickly. Be a lady tonight. Yes, yeah. Let's that <laughs> was not where I was meant to be. Um, so I kind of floated that first semester thinking, well, what am I supposed to do? And, you know, you have to take so many electives that'll fit this, this, this or this. And I ended up taking an intro to broadcasting class and absolutely loved it. I've always loved history. I've loved storytelling. I've kept a journal since I was eight years old. Um, just capturing those moments and being the narrator and retelling those things. And did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? And so I was never on the newspaper staff or involved in that in high school, but kind of took that route. And I'm a big believer in faith that everything happens for a reason. And my mom ended up bumping into Pamela Jones, who was the <laughs> weekend anchor yeah. at KETV at the time at, I believe, a city council meeting and said, you know, my daughter is a little interested in broadcasting. Do you have any internships or anything? And Pam gave her the phone number of Joe Casimir, our editor at the time. And I called him about internships. And that's how I found my way into broadcasting. So I wasn't even a broadcasting major when I got my first internship, but I absolutely loved it. I loved the pace. I loved everything can change. One day you're covering, you know, something about the president. The next day you're covering a dog's wedding. You never know. <laughs> like world will bring you. And it Still was true too. Awesome. Okay. It was awesome. So that's a great story, but I'm just going to go right for it right now. I love it. I grew up as a oh, very toddler. <laughs> interesting child growing up watching the news late at night just looking at john shoots doing the sports and creighton in nebraska highlights wonderful hair and it he still has really really good fantastic hair. but let's just cut to the chase i want to know some stories from your days oh, back in studio so and many Pick out. Give, give me, give me something really. Can good. any of them be told on a clean podcast? We'll see. Right. We'll see if I just hear that. <laughs> meh, 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 I and... deal with this guy every day. <laughs> now you're a saint for as many years as you put up with him. That is true, by the way. But give me something. <laughs> so one of my favorite shoot stories is at the time. <laughs> Here we go. Tyson Pearsall was filling in on weather for Bill Ramby. And so we have something at the end of every newscast called a kicker, where it's just a fun, <laughs> something good happening in the world, something memorable, quick mention. And it was a new world record for the number of puppies born to like a grand mastiff or something. It was like 27 puppies. Okay. And Tyson, bless his heart, goes, I only have an eight pound shih tzu and that's all I can handle. <laughs> and shoots and Rob McCartney stared at each other and literally their faces turned purple. And I was so afraid of what John was going to say. I was just like, thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow night. Like the, the shortest out of any broadcast. Wow. 
they yes. constantly kept me on my toes. Okay, now I'm going to turn to John and say, what were you thinking? What? <laughs> I showed rare restraint in that moment, moment, but Rob and I both had about 18 jokes circulating through our head at that very moment. But So many. So since we're returning the favor, so this, this is how oh, no. uh, how difficult it is in uh, the getting into the broadcasting world. So Brandy was an intern, and I kind of vaguely, you're going to have to finish the story here for me, Brandy, Brandy but uh, you were asked, either somebody was shooting, a doing a live shot or a stand-up or something, and there were ge going, what, geese in the background it. or something, and you were the official geese herder of goose herder. <laughs> Yeah. So it was the first summer I was interning in news and the Jean Leahy Mall in downtown Omaha at the time had this beautiful little river that would flow through it <laughs> and people would go and feed the geese. And well, the story the reporter was doing was there was a big rat problem because rats were starting to congregate <laughs> to eat the food. So she had this story, was going to do a live shot for the five o'clock news. And all of a sudden this geese is like, rah. <laughs> starting to follow her around. So I'm this brand new intern trying to make a name for myself, trying to do the best job I can. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll distract the goose. So Trisha can do her live shot and I'll be the hero. It'll be great. So I run over there in my heels and my skirt and my, you know, best a 19 year old can afford from the mall five, seven, nine, all my nineties girls out there who remember. Oh, nice. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. And I get this stick and I'm all here, goosey, goosey, goosey. So we found out later that there was a nest of eggs in a bush nearby. Oh. And that's why this goose was losing its mind, like, get away from my babies. Well, <laughs> we didn't know that. And so it sees me full out eight foot wingspan, <laughs> like attacks me, biting my legs. I fall down on my butt, jump up. I'm like, like the girl movie scream, like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever so that's all off camera trisha gets her live shot done everybody had a good laugh ha 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 end of story until the next night our news editor joe casimir calls me at home and i'm just this little intern yeah uh channel three put the goose thing on the news last night i was like what are, what are you talking about they were also there covering the story, had a different photographer at a different location, got the entire thing on tape of me falling on my butt, jumping up in the air, attacked by this goose, trying to like save myself with a stick. Thank God YouTube was not a thing back then. But right. when I left TV 15 years later, this photojournalist, Sean Kelly, I know where you live, Sean, <laughs> still saved the tape and gave it to Rob who put it back on the air. And I still have my son's friends who were not even alive then. I saw a video of you getting attacked by a duck. <laughs> like, a duck. It lives on. Of course. I know. You should have pulled an anchor man and oh my got the whole studio from seven to go over to three and get that tape. Right. Don't worry. There'll be a link in the show notes uh, to that video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, traumatic. Uh, that, well, thank you for sharing, though, Brandy. We appreciate Fun that. Moments. That's great. Brandy Peterson Paul is our guest right now. She was Brandy Peterson on TV all those years, but you know her. She's married now. Yeah. So, uh, so how did you? Let, let's now. How did you pivot from a, a successful career as a television 
news anchor to the director of communications for Westside Community Schools. So I love my job deeply. Uh, what I didn't love as much after I had children were the hours. And John, you've talked about this yep. before. When you work in news, you work literally every shift, every day. There are no holidays. There are no weekends. Breaking news happens. And I remember very clearly another John moment, not a funny one, where John, myself, and Rob were all, for whatever reason, working late that night. And it was Officer Paul Latcher got shot. Mm -hmm. And we stayed until four in the morning. I don't know, covering what was happening. That's reality in news. You right. don't get to pick when news happens. And once my sons were born and my oldest was going into kindergarten, it was very important to me. I didn't want to miss t-ball games. I didn't want to miss concerts. I didn't want to miss Christmas and have to explain why mommy couldn't be there for, you know, Santa to come and tuck you into bed and all of that. A lot of parents have incredibly taxing schedules and do it and props to you. For me, we had the ability that I could explore other options. And again, big believer in fate. Uh, the people that we purchased our home from, Dave Williams, was currently the president of the Westside Board of Education. And he gave me a call and said, hey, you know, we know our longtime communications director is planning on leaving us. Do you know anybody who might be interested? And I said, well, Dave, <laughs> Dave I might be interested. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to think about what my next chapter might be. And it worked out. And what's wonderful about what I do now is in many ways, it is very similar in that we tell stories. I get to tell stories about kids doing incredible things and teachers doing amazing things. And for example, we have a young lady who would still be at Westside if she was not on Team USA for the gymnastics team, right. just competed in the world championships. She was in the same third grade class as another young lady who just competed in Italy for Team USA in world wrestling championships. Wow. Just stories hmm. like that, that that's that's my core. That's why I wanted to be in broadcasting. And what drew me to it is there's so many amazing things happening all around us to be the narrator of that, to put a microphone on it and share it with other people and maybe inspire them is really fun. Yeah. Which is, it, it's interesting because this is why we do this podcast, yeah. right? right? We know all of these people who have inspiring stories in one way or another, you know, you don't have to be Warren Buffett with, you know, all kinds of money For to sure. have an inspiring story. So, and that's why we have you here today, so, you know, no pressure. yeah. So what's that transition been like for you now then going from leader to learner now? It has been challenging mm -hmm. at times. Um, I am in a world with some of our country's best educators. Uh, my superintendent, Dr. Lucas, is fantastic, not only as an educator, but as a leader. So I'm around all of these people who have PhDs and have written books on best education practices. And here I am who read the news every night, you know, like <laughs> I loved what I did. And I felt, I, I talked to John about this. I felt respected and kind of a communications expert in some ways. I mean, I was still learning when I was in broadcasting, you're constantly learning throughout your life. But I felt like I was, I was a senior anchor. Like I, I helped other reporters. I, I was looked up to. And then I came into this world where um, I'm kind of the outsider, you know, I'm taking all this information and things happening and my world is a little different. So the learning still continues there. Um, it has definitely been a shift that in essence, I have, you know, 6,000 plus bosses, our families, our mm -hmm. taxpayers, we are the stewards of their hard earned money. Right. And so if I get an email from somebody who lives at 
you know, 76th and Pacific, and they're upset about something we did, it is my responsibility to answer them and communicate with them because they're paying me. Right. So that's a little bit different. Um, there's challenges every day, but at the same time, I get really excited because I feel like we're doing something very important. Again, we are using this investment from a community. It's my responsibility to tell them what that investment is paying for. And I don't take that lightly, um, whether it's our annual report sharing you know, test results, or if we have a crisis or something happening that I get that information out there right away. So they're not hearing things through the grapevine that aren't true. Um, that's my job. So it's, it's exciting to have that responsibility. It's challenging. And then it's also very fulfilling to get to share those good stories of things happening and, and get to continue to do that. And in a minute, we're going to learn more about what's coming up next for Brandy, which could be very, very rewarding, perhaps in the form of a sash or tiara. Ah, that's coming up. Hey, sorry for the interruption. I know you're listening to the podcast, Financial Flight Academy, and we are so happy you're here. If you have any questions, please head over to soarwealthstrategies.com or the show notes to find out how to reach us. We would love to hear from you. Well, we're back with Brandy Peterson-Paul, former news anchor, now director of communications at Westside Community Schools, and possibly soon to have another title added, but that's coming up in just a Ooh. bit. Brandy, I want to know where all of this ambition came from, uh, you know, was it something in your childhood that uh, led you to be this person who is willing to chase geese to earn an oh. opportunity <laughs> to become a news anchor? Scars. I may still have the scars. Oh, we, we've, all we, we've all got them. Poor girl. We've all got them. I'd like to, you know, say that he's not right. But if you see the video, if it wasn't me, I'd think it was hilarious. So it's, it's fine. It's all fine. So um, I was always the kiss up the, you know, did I do good, mom? Like, I've just always, who's the one today, mom? Me, wasn't it? So um, hard to believe. I know, shocker. So that's always been there. Uh, type A, you know, the, the I've always just driven myself. I want to have the best spelling test. I want to win. If I do something, I'm going to win it. Right. If I play co-ed softball in the lowest competitive division, I don't care. You're going <laughs> to lose and I'm going to slide into home plate just to say I can still do it. I love it. Um, <laughs> love it. Love so the that's, that's always been there. She's the Pete Rose of Broadcasting, ladies except gentlemen. now old and slow. Those two things. Well, so is Pete Rose. She's like seventy. <laughs> Go. Um, but a lot of it, looking back and being a parent now myself, my mom and dad were obviously instrumental in my work ethic and my attitude that if you want something, don't wait for somebody to give it to you. You make it happen and do it through kindness and not stepping on someone else to get there, but using your own skills and mindset and work to make it happen for yourself. So um, whether it was in high school, you know, trying out for something or um, now, you know, I'm, I'll be 42 later this month and I don't want to settle for, well, I'm getting older. My body's going to look like this. And no, like if there's a way that I can eat healthier and work out and whatnot, then I'm going to continue to do that because I can, because that's something I want. And so I'm going to work for it. So yeah, that's- and, and you know, I have to, I do have to say this. You know, I don't like being sincere at all, both of you. <laughs> but I'll try and squeeze a little sincerity out today. Brandy is possibly the nicest person to have ever oh. been in broadcasting, and 
that may not be saying much, but no, but no, truly. Yeah, there just, it is, backhand. No, just truly a, a genuinely good person. Thanks, so, John. yes. Now, yes. tell us a little bit about your family and how you're passing on some of those, you know, some of the, the lessons that you learned from your folks. You bet. So, my dad is a, I don't want to say a papillion native, but he's been here a heck of a long time. <laughs> he's a, he's a transplant. Um, my dad uh, built a CPA firm that became one of the top five auditing firms in the country at wow. one point oh, from wow. absolutely nothing. Uh, everything that my dad had growing up in small town, Iowa, he built for himself. And it wasn't from putting blame on anyone or what was me? I don't have anything. No, it was just working his butt off to get there. Uh, my mom, to help him do that, raised three little kids. My mom had three kids, five and under at the age of 25. That astounds wow. me wow. with my dad traveling on the road to build his, to build his business and his reputation. Um, as a mom now, there were days that I was like, why isn't there a business where you can just drop off your child and then take a nap for an hour? Like, why doesn't that exist? And my mom had three children. Um, incredible, incredible lady. But both of them built up in me that if I wanted something, I needed to work for it and earned it. Um, I remember very clearly, weird how memories, certain memories stick out to you. <laughs> I started babysitting when I was 12 years old. And at one point, my dad came into my room to ask me if I had changed so he could give my brothers their allowance. And I opened this little mailbox I had on my desk. <laughs> and there was like $600 in cash in <laughs> because I was doing all this babysitting. But I had huge glasses and like sitting at home reading Babysitter's Club books. I didn't spend it on anything. So at that point, at 13 years old, I had a checking account to learn how to, here is my money and here's Great. what I'm going to subtract and do awesome. debits and assets and um, very early on how to manage my money. And if I wanted something, how to save for it and how to spend that money. Mm -hmm. And so those are all things that we really try and instill in our children, both Brian and I, he was raised um, very much the same way in terms of work ethic. If you want something, you work for it. And so can't is not a word in our house. If we hear the word, I can't, we snip that in the bud immediately because find a way, right. find a way to do it. Right. There's a way that you can get what you want to work hard for it. Um, right now, my son just turned 12 and instead of birthday presents, he's asking folks for money if they want to get him a present because he's saving for a computer. Hmm. That's something that he loves video editing. He loves learning about geography and history and that's what he wants to do. Um, so you're, I, I have to say this kid is <laughs> talented because he you posted something a stop action video yeah. that he did is just i thought wow it's crazy i have no idea how you would even start i don't going either about doing and that, he just but... taught himself he saw something and then he watched a half hour youtube video on it and he's like okay i'm gonna do that yeah wow. it's nuts yeah. but things like that like even teaching them if you want to earn money do a lemonade stand uh last fall they wanted to earn money for something that they were doing so they went up to Papa's office and pulled weeds for an hour to earn money. So <laughs> mm -hmm. that's that's really important to us. Kindness, earning what you want, and never making excuses. There is always a way if you want something that you can go for it. And helping them to understand that there are trade-offs. Absolutely. Right? A little, you know, the fancy term is opportunity cost. You know, the loss of potential gain from one alternative versus the yep. one you chose. So for example, 
I ran these numbers beforehand. They don't just come to my <laughs> mind, but uh, you buy a $5 coffee every day. Is that what coffee? I'm not a coffee drinker, it but these fancy schmoozy coffee at things. At least though, at least. Yeah. Five so days. you buy a $5 coffee every day for 25 years, you spent over $45,000 in coffee. And if instead you've invested that $150 a month and got maybe a 7% rate of return, you'd have over $118,000 Isn't that crazy? and you would wow. go to the bathroom a lot less, but that's, <laughs> that is beside the point. But the, you know, those are the things that we try to talk to people here at Sorwell strategies about is, Hey, you know, yes, you can have that big fancy truck, but it does come at a cost yeah. of, you know, you might have to work a couple of years longer if you start buying all these fancy things at a young age. And I'm so grateful for you guys, because, you know, even though I had these lessons instilled in me as a child and I try to instill them in my children at John, I forget when we started seeing you, like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Sure. Let's go with that. I'm not good with time frames, Brandy. I mean, it's, it's incredible (laughs) because John started broadcasting when he was what, 12 had success. I was one of the little rascals actually. Yeah. Um, but you, I mentioned continuous lifelong learning and through working with Soar Wealth Strategies, my husband and I have kind of relearned those same lessons on a much larger scale to where, man, I really want those new Doc Martens, which are making a comeback and making me very happy. Oh, uh, the Doc Martens. I remember those. <laughs> I really- John, those were those. shoes. I have those no idea shoes. what you're talking yeah. about. Oh, I thought that was- on picture. They're I very th- fancy. I thought he was on Gunsmoke. Okay, fancy. go ahead. So I really want these and I'm thinking about them and man, I'd be, but I just talked to John in our last annual meeting about, do we want to retire in this beach house? It's possible. But every time I buy something like that, that's taking away from that long-term goal. So finding experts like you guys is is crucial to continue that those lessons that are built into us as we're kids. And that's one of our hopes here at Soar Wealth Strategies is it not to just look at the big picture of retirement, but but break it down yeah. by like exactly what you said. Well, you have to make some sacrifices now in order to, you know, have some of the bigger and more fun things you want to do. It's there's no more fun that we get. And John, you probably agree that when clients call us and say, Hey, we want to take that trip finally. Right. Or we want to buy, we're yep. going to, we're ready to buy that house. We try to get people to think in specifics, right? right? right. What, what do you, so yeah, we know you want to retire at 65, but what do you like Brandy, mm-hmm. right? Do you want that to be on the beach in Florida? In what's the community? Anna Maria Island. Anna Maria Island. So great. So seriously, yeah. like not to get too deep and stray from Could there whatever. be maybe an extra home for maybe a couple of advisors <laughs> right visit. Well, live in financial it. advisors <laughs> but true story so i called john i want to say a year ago it was like a year ago last january and i said you know i don't know what it was i'm 40 i'm scared life ah, you know seems brian and i have this pipe dream could we purchase this investment property and retire there and john said yeah that is absolutely something you can make happen. And just hearing that, it made it all, yes, this is a real life goal that I want to make happen. How can we get there? Yep. It was awesome. That's great. And you're going to do it. We're going to do it. And it's going to be awesome. And I probably won't be invited there. But <laughs> if you'd like to get in contact with us here at Sorwell Strategies, maybe hash out some of these goals that you'd like to try and obtain, uh, visit our website, SorwellStrategies.com. You can call us here at the office, 531-867-3400. And you can set up a no-obligation 30-minute fit meeting. We'll see if you're a fit for us and we're a fit for you. And so it's, you know, it's the right price. 
free. Free. <laughs> free 99. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to throw this out there in case any of my pageant girls are listening to this. <laughs> I volunteer a lot with Miss Nebraska, some incredible young women. Don't think that ah, that's not right for me. I'm only 22. No, I bought my first home when I was 24 years old. Wow. And that <laughs> good for you. Well, thanks, Daddy. Thanks, Steve. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Steve. <laughs> but truly, that builds you up for success for retirement. Because when you make those sound financial decisions early on and you're not getting yourself swimming in debt, you're making good sound investments that'll help build your net worth. You can buy another house later on. You can pay off your college loans. You are setting yourself up for retirement. So ladies, if you're listening to this, yeah, it is right for you. Set up that appointment. John, I think we, <laughs> we might have to, to yeah. might get her license. Yeah. Get her working here. Knock down that's, a wall and build an office in here. Now, <laughs> that was a little teaser because before we went to break, oh, we never oh. got a chance to talk about what's next. Oh man. Mrs. So, Nebraska. That's right. This washed up has been. It's oh, you stop it. On sash back on. <laughs> so I mentioned, I volunteer quite a bit with Miss Nebraska. Uh, I was very lucky to be Miss Omaha and Miss Douglas County back in, you know, back when we had chalkboards and um, <laughs> cavemen and whatnot. John remembers <laughs> those times. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I love being surrounded by like-minded women who are all of the same mindset of hard work and setting goals and being positive and supporting each other, not stepping on each other, not, you know, what can I do to compare myself to this one? No, like iron sharpens iron. How do you make yourself better? It's like golf. It, who cares if that you got to be better to, to get to golf? that point? Can you say golf? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Calm I got down, you. Brent. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the last couple of years, not only was I volunteering with those women and loved being around them, but I was asked to MC Mrs. Nebraska a few years ago. And it's very much the same thing, just with women who are married. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. More and more, I found myself answering questions about common events and what would be your, your business strategy and how would you promote yourself and your community and all of these things I feel like I'm already doing and love. And it became kind of an idea of, you know, maybe this is something I can do just for me. I wear a lot of different hats. I'm, I try to be the best mom I can be, a good wife, great communications director, a good friend, a community ambassador, try and promote things in my neighborhood and small businesses. This was maybe something like for me that an hour a day I could focus on my workouts or self-improvement or what can I do to be better organized as part of this or bringing in community sponsors and how can I help them? And it's really been fun. And so this competition will take place in April. There's 13 of us from all over the state of Nebraska. And already I'm inspired by their incredible stories. There's cancer survivors. There's women who are promoting reading and going to the legislature to actively advocate for bills and things that are happening. Um, there are weightlifters. There are women who could crush walnuts with their abs and it's <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> you know, all of those things inspire me to want to be better. I love it. And so it's great. And you guys are one of my sponsors and I'm so very grateful for that. It just, I can't tell you how, how yeah. grateful. And I am. we're happy to do it. And you're there. a great ambassador and we'll expect the sewer wealth strategies logo somewhere on your forehead. Okay. So I was going to put it on the badge. Kind of like, head is fine. Is it like NASCAR or something? I don't know. I it was jacket. <laughs> yes. Yeah. With badges like Girl Scouts, except okay. it's. And yeah. in the interview portion, you'll be asking, what do I don't know what to do with my hands? Right? <laughs> like Ricky Bobby. So well, best, now, best of luck. Thank you. Yes. We are totally behind you and no one would be more deserving of the title. Thank so. you. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Brandy Peterson-Paul, for joining us on Financial Flight Academy. 
If you, it's been great having you here. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. If you'd like to uh, join Brandy as a regular listener. Yes, she is. She's <laughs> one of our downloads. One of the seven downloads. Yeah. Please subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. And don't and, forget to follow us also on all the social media channels. That's right. And uh, we'll be back with another episode in two weeks right here on Financial Flight Academy. Thank you for listening to the Financial Flight Academy podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at SoarWealthStrategies.com or give us a call at 531-867-3400. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Soar Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor.